All right. So why do you believe that everyone is so terrified of the night clown? <laughs> um, okay. So my first assumption for uh, why the fear of clowns exists would be uh, a sort of uncanny valley sort of factor. Since the whole point of clown makeup is to exaggerate your facial proportions. Since in the old days of the circus, you know, you'd have to people up in the nosebleeds would have to be able to like read your face. So what you do is you paint your face to make everything more. Right. Yeah. Um, so that would be, I assume where it first comes from. Yeah. Cause then close up, you end up kind of getting almost like a pre Cenobite kind of vibe. Like, you know, you feel like there's like hooks, like pulling the mouth back or something like pulling that. Pulling the mouth, pulling the eyelids, that sort of thing. Right. But there's also the fact that clowns primarily appeal to children. Yeah, so there's like the whole subversion of uh, innocence kind of vibe. Also that, and culturally we tend to be, you know, protective of children. Mm -hmm. And you don't want these, you know, rictus grin looking fiends around around the youngins. Oh, okay. So you won't let your kids near the clown, but you'll let them hang out all day with the grimace. (laughs) <laughs> and his friend the clown <laughs> well it just seems like the worst of all possible deals because then you gotta fucking like shovel this horrible shit food into their mouths too Ugh. yeah what will kill your child first the night clown the grimace or pink slime probably pink slime I was gonna go with the grimace <laughs> <laughs> he was a villain when he first made his debut yeah, what wasn't he supposed to be like an anthropomorphized nugget or something? I uh, maybe at some point, but originally I think he was just like this purple monster who wanted to steal your milkshakes. <laughs> that that's what I gleaned from like the some some commercials I watched from the seventies. Yeah, he was just the. <laughs> so we see basically just the prototype of uh, the 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 protagonist from There Will Be Blood. The grimace. We'll drink your milkshake. <laughs> he drinks it up. So my name is Ness, David, and welcome to another Splatterpunks Splattercast. Uh, David, tell the nice folks at home what our topic is this evening. Uh, we're, well, we're going to be talking about something special, specifically TV specials. Uh, so yes, Halloween television specials. Yes. Uh, we both have uh ten prepared. Mm-hmm. So uh, the way this is going to work is that we're just going to run down our lists uh talk about some of our favorites yeah we're gonna do uh top 10 uh i believe these should be the 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 top 10 halloween tv specials that you really have to watch as part of the season like this is for me this is how i get into the vibe this is how i i i start to feel my oats in the as halloween approaches you know 
All right, well, I did somewhat of a different approach, but I guess we can get into that when the time comes. Um, Why don't you start us off since this was your idea? All right. So my pick for number 10 was uh, Sugar Frosted Frights, the Rocco's Modern Life Halloween special. Is that the one where... I don't know. Uh, there were there were actually a couple of Rocco's Modern Life Halloween specials. So uh, give me the give me the give me plot synopsis. Um, if I recall correctly, they have to. There's the hopping Hessian. Yeah, that, that, that's the name. one I was thinking of. It was like an Ichabod Crane. Yeah, parody. it's a it's a Legend of Sleepy Hollow parody. Yeah, uh, they have the he uh you know, if I recall correctly, you uh. He'll chase you from the graveyard, but he can't pass the the abandoned photo hut. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. I was thinking video store, but yeah, you're right, photo yeah. hut. Yeah, uh, this one is just, uh, you know, I mean, I I think that Rocco's Modern Life is one of the best cartoons of the 1990s, so. It was, and uh, I remember this uh, episode actually ended with a stinger ending because it ends with Rocco and Heifer and Filbert and the hopping Hessian all watching, like, the footage, and they're like, but wait, who was holding the camera? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just just good stuff. Yeah. And I mean, Rocco's Modern Life episodes were um, two episodes per... per... So uh, roughly 11, maybe 12 minutes a piece, depending on how long commercial breaks were back then. Yeah. And then that one got bookended with like an Alfred Hitchcock uh, parody. Um. I can't remember too many of the details of that. It just had, I remember it had a uh, kind of vulture character for the, uh, like he was, he was kind of like the Alfred Hitchcock, like, you know, introduce, introducing the story kind of guy. But um, yeah, the, the hop, the and Alfred Hitchcock uh, presents sort of deal. Yeah. The sugar frosted frights one is the one that I um, remember most distinctly. And I remember uh, Filbert, the turtle character is uh, afraid of Halloween for reasons and uh he uh he gets his first taste of candy he has a sugar rush he goes insane he goes to the graveyard um blah 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 they get chased by the hopping hessian um anyway it's it's a short one it's a sweet one it's a sugar frosted fried i'd recommend it so what's your number 10 um well before we get into that i want to give a quick uh shout out to some honorable mentions that should probably be disallowed from the list um First off, uh, any Courage the Cowardly Dog episode could have made this list. Mm, I true. chose not to include any, and I assume you didn't either since that was a little bit after your time. No. I mean, I watched Courage the Cowardly Dog, but yeah, it wasn't. that was a little bit after my you know, real peak cartoon watching days. Uh, along the same lines, um, Aw Real Monsters didn't include any of that. Don't know about you. No, I didn't include any Aw Real Monsters either. I also didn't include any Goosebumps or, uh, uh, shit, what was the Nickelodeon one? Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, didn't include yeah. any of that either. No, yeah. Though, uh, you know, if if you want to watch any of those things, just throw on any of those episodes That's and it's good for Halloween. That's why, specifically, I didn't include them because any though, episode could be a Halloween special. Though, if you did want to pick out a particularly Halloween-y one, Haunted Mask is a classic. Um, uh, Yeah. Haunted Man, Haunted Mask was the first Goosebumps book I ever read. Uh, first episode of the television series I watched. 
Because I don't think we ever got the television series, but we rented all the tapes from Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Haunted Haunted Mask holds a special place in my heart. Uh, pretty sure somewhere at the house I have a copy of the book signed by R.L. Stein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I've been wanting to get actually get some of those back. I want to get my... Uh, well, you can't have Goosebumps. that one because I'm the one who got it signed by R.L. Stein. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> but I want some of my old uh, Goosebumps books back. Yeah. Got to got to go digging for those one of these days. Yeah, but yeah, basically anything and any cartoon or television show that was haunt themed to begin with, um, I didn't include on my list with yeah. one exception. Okay, that we'll get to later. Yeah, but uh, yeah, moving on to my uh, number ten pick, I picked a real shitty Halloween special, uh, nineteen eighty eight, I believe, the worst witch. This was ABC or Disney Channel or something, but it was a live action special. Oh, fuck. Now I know uh, what you're talking uh, about. It was a live action special shot for like $5. Yeah. And it is borderline unwatchable, except for a musical number featuring one Mr. Tim Curry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which. You know the, the the special fucking sucks, but I adore this musical number. Yeah, because it looks like it's fucking. It was broadcast on public access. Yeah, Tim Curry's wearing like a spirit Halloween vampire costume, and singing about how anything can happen on Halloween. Your sister could turn into a bat. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we've all been there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about it because honestly, the special is garbage. Just, yeah, look, you, just, just look up anything can happen on Halloween on YouTube and you'll get the whole experience. Yeah. The rest of it's real shit, but you know, it's, it it's worth got a it. sequel like 10 years later. Well, I, well, I, I, I don't, which is a weird length that. of time for a shitty TV special to go before it has a sequel. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like if I if I really thought about it, I could probably find an, a, another example of it. But yeah, I can't really think of one off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, uh, worst witch. Frosty returns. There we go. Yeah, but there was another sequel in between uh, with Andy Griffith. And oh and- shit, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which has one of my favorite moments in uh, TV animation of yeah. all time. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, these kids. Uh, there's this magical song. Kids are trying to bring uh, Frosty, the Bride of Frosty, to life. Yeah, kids are trying to bring the Bride of Frosty to life. It doesn't work, and then uh, Andy Griffith is like, and when they placed it on her head, nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> You fucking idiot kids. Snowmen aren't real. They don't come to life. Uh, Get a STEM degree. Yeah, the first time we watched that, we both just... I I think we were both like in our 20s at that point because we never grew up with that special. So the first time we saw that, we both just like lost our goddamn (laughs) minds. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, uh, Worst Witch, uh, arguably one of the worst Halloween specials. Just watch the song uh your turn all right so my pick for number nine is gonna be halloween uh oh, king of the hill yeah trick or treat yeah so there was a trick or treat yeah when david uh pitched this idea uh i mean it's my fault for not asking but uh we didn't really come to terms on whether or not we were going to include tv specials so i mostly included uh 
like standalone specials where I think you have quite a few uh, TV specials on your list. Yeah, I have quite a few uh, you know, actual like uh, episodes of TV shows. But if I was going to pick a Halloween special to feature on my list, Halloween would be a damn good one. Yeah. <laughs> I love that episode. <laughs> yeah. So walk us through it. All right. So we have Miss Junie Harper, who uh, is kind of like your, your your classic neighborhood crank. Um, and she manages to convince, uh, Bobby and Lu, or she manages to convince Luann that, uh, you know, Halloween is evil, who then- Well, doesn't in- she, con- oh, she convinces Bobby. Yeah, Luann in turn convinces Bobby that, uh, Hank, who loves Halloween and, uh, you know, is trying to put together a haunted house, uh, she manages to convince Bobby that, uh, Hank is a Satanist, basically. And so it's up to Hank to save Halloween. And there is also a great sequence that's like a uh, just just a perfect uh, parody of those like uh, 90s hell uh, houses. Yeah. The evangelical hell houses, which was because yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You called her a crank, but she's like one of these like creepy new age evangelical Christians, really. Yeah. Cranks. That's what I said. <laughs> Well, cranks come in, uh, come in all uh, shapes and stripes. This is a very specific kind of crank. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't specify the kind of crank. I just said, you know, she's a crank. But uh, that was that was a real phenomenon that I didn't hear. I didn't hear about until years afterwards. I was like, this was f- like, like, I probably was first introduced to the idea of the concept of the hell house when I was like 16 or 17. And I was like, you fucking weenies go to this shit. <laughs> I mean, I have a whole documentary about hell houses on my hard drive. We should watch that like next weekend. Yeah, I I think I've yeah, I I know the movie you're talking about and I've been wanting to see that for a while. I think it's just called Hell House. Yeah. Um but yeah, the the episode ends with uh Hank and, you know, the 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 it, you know, the the whole crew, the alley crew. Uh, just trick-or-treating. I am a high-powered Washington lobbyist peddling influence. Who wants candy? <laughs> yeah. God dang it, Dale. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Halloween, uh, King of the Hill. They, I think they did a few Halloween uh, specials, but I think that one still stands the test of time. That one's going to hold up. Yeah, it's like, why even bother after that? You're never going to top it. Yeah. So what's your number nine? My number nine is uh, Scary Godmother. Now this, I'm 90% sure was uh, after your time. Yeah, I've actually never seen this one. Yeah, well... I, it, I know of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, it used to air on uh, Cartoon Network minimum one usually five times per october oh i thought you were gonna say one or five times a day (laughs) during october i mean there there might have been years where they just did like an all-day marathon of scary godmother and scary godmother part two jimmy's revenge jimmy seemed like a real prick (laughs) jimmy was a prick he was basically sid from toy story even kind of looked like him didn't he yeah he he was basically bargain bin sid yeah but uh, yeah, uh, bullet points is that it is the story of a little girl, probably like five, seven, whatever. I can't gauge the age of children. Yeah. Especially animated ones. Especially ones that are animated in like 2001 made for TV CGI. But basically, uh, she wants to hang out with her big brother and his friends, and they uh, bully her into going into the haunted house. 
where she discovers a family of monsters and a witch who is her scary godmother. And then not a whole lot actually happens. Yeah, it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of plot in this story. Yeah, I once heard this called a very like low key of a, I once heard this called a very low key uh sort of special. It's a vibe. Yeah. It's a vibe. And that and that's kind of what I like about it is that there's it takes the fact that there's no real urgency and kind of makes it work in its favor. Like, yeah, you can just have this on in the background and just kind of vibe it, vibe to it while you're like eating your Count Chocula or carving a pumpkin. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's kind of, it it kind of reminds me of like a visual version of one of those like spooky sounds of Halloween tapes or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. It's based on a storybook, which is probably like 30 pages long and like each page has two sentences on it. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, that's kind of why it's so plot light, but, uh, especially if you happen to have younger kids, first of all, I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast in the first place, but (laughs) it makes for a good, uh, introductory, uh, yeah, this podcast is primarily made for, uh, I don't know, people in their late twenties to mid thirties. Yeah. Uh, probably socially awkward. Uh, I don't know. You probably, you probably, uh. If you're li- if you're listening to this right now, yeah, you probably don't uh, have uh, a lot of prospects in life. So, <laughs> yeah, suddenly, uh, suddenly, this conversation got a lot darker than any of the specials. But yeah, but anyway, scary godmother. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, for its uh, minimal budget and like mid two thousand CGI. I still I think it still holds up, despite some skeleton in the closet gags. Oh yeah, yeah. They had like that real like Paul Lind style skeleton, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was he was literally no, yeah. He was literally just called the skeleton in the closet. Well, he was a skeleton who lived in a closet. Yeah. Okay. Interesting choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was that was that was something. Yeah. Well, uh, a, I, yeah. Uh, if you didn't have anything else, I think it's your turn. All right. So my number eight pick. Is going to be Halloween is Grinch Night. Interesting that that's only at uh, Mark 8. But Mm -hmm. then again, uh, it does show up on my list uh, much higher. But uh, yeah, you also include a TV episode. So maybe that has something to do with it. But yeah. Yeah, all right. Go off. Um, Well, I mean, okay. So this one, again, it's not. It has a plot. It's just not super plot heavy. Uh, it's uh, if anything, I think it's overly plot heavy. This is a very narrow. This is a very dialogue heavy uh, Doctor Seuss adaptation. Yeah, but the dialogue is really fucking weird too. This was the first time that I ever heard the use of the word euphemism. So you learned something. Yeah. Uh, and it was used in ref. It, the The use of the word euphemism was as a euphemism for the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, all right, yeah, sure, um, but yeah, it's it's basically like a prequel to how the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah, that's the way I read it because the Grinch is still an asshole. Yeah, and what happens is, uh, the East Wind trades place with the West Wind, or no, no, that's Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar. 
No, what happens is the sour sweet wind sour blows, sweet wind, yes. blows into town, and that causes the, the uh, yeah grist, grickle grunks and to start snuffs. howling, and that causes the to start yelling, and all of this noise pisses off the Grinch, so he's coming down there. Yeah, yeah. Basically, a bunch of animals start you know fucking shit up, and the Grinch is like, "All right, this is annoying. I'm gonna go fuck shit up because I'm pissed now." <laughs> he's so, he's literally like a one of those guys who's like, "I'm fucking pissed, bro." <laughs> Are you saying the Grinch is a Kyle? A what? <laughs> a Kyle. You know, white guys who get all hopped up on monster energy drinks and punch holes in the drywall. I mean, yeah, he is that. I, I didn't know that we had a term for it. Oh, yeah. It's it's the male version of the Karen. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> um, And I guess his way of doing that is he's going to come down the mountain with his paraphernalia wagon. <laughs> Which, Which you know, I assume is just full of the blue acid. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we get a glimpse out of it at the uh, about two thirds of the way through. Yeah, he opens it up, and the movie Blue Sunshine just comes out of it. Yeah. So we got this one. Or kid. brain damage, if you prefer. We got this one kid who uh, he decides that it's his uh, task to stop the Grinch from coming down to, uh, yeah, coat, uh, paint Whoville and just like ropes of blue acid. Um and so the, he gets all of the acid. Yeah, so like the second half of the second act is basically just a fucking uh acid trip pretty much. Or a bit like a like a ba- it's actually it's not even really like an acid trip. It's just like fucking weird, man. Yeah, demons and spooks and giant enemy crabs and all gurgals and slykics are all menacing Eucharia and then it all just kind of ends. Yeah, it just the, the sour sweet wind stops blowing and the animals stop yelling and the Grinch yeah, is you, like... Yeah, comes down and... Uh, and the Grinch is like, ah, oh, well, the thing I was mad at isn't happening anymore. Guess I have to leave now. Yeah, those are the rules. Goodbye. Yeah, he, he was going to have his Grinch night ball, but now the sour sweet winds isn't blowing anymore, so he can't have his Grinch night ball. And I was like, well, those are some oddly specific rules for a, a, a random, you know, hate, hate-filled hate hermit who lives on a mountain. Yeah, honestly, it makes a thousand times less sense than how the Grinch stole Christmas, yet evidently this was uh, Dr. Seuss's favorite adaptation of any of his works. Yeah. So, guess there's no accounting for taste and or authorial intent. Nope. So, what's your number eight? My number eight is Underfist, colon, Halloween Bash. And when I said that I wasn't including uh, spooky-themed television shows on the list, uh, this was the exception, since what this was was the series finale of The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Mm. And rather than focusing on Grim, Billy, or Mandy... It focuses on a lot of the side characters like Erwin, Hostel Gato, uh, the spider who thought Billy was his father. I forget what his name was. And they are fighting like a horde of demons that Erwin inadvertently released from the underworld. And this is this is actually a Halloween special? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it takes place on Halloween. Hmm. And it was originally uh, stated uh, slated to be a spinoff to a whole new series following these characters where they just like travel around fighting monsters since Hostel Gato is basically a cross between Ashley Williams and Snake Plissken. You know, he's got the eye patch and the chainsaw hand and everything. Right. 
So yeah, but, oh, and uh, Scar from uh, Hector. Uh, Hector, yeah, Evil Concarne. Yeah, he was he was part of the crew as well. Yeah. And yeah, it's basically a I think a forty five minute long special of them just like fighting the hordes of hell, and it was going to be like the beginning of a whole thing, but due to contractual stuff, uh, Maxwell Adams and a lot of the other creators at Cartoon Network, uh, Craig McCracken, I think was another one all moved on at this time. So nothing ended up coming of it. And nothing ended up coming of Cartoon Network for the next five years either. Yeah. This was when they were shifting into the live action block. Yeah. Which, you know, I love Andrew WK more than the next man, but that block was deeply regrettable. Yeah, that was that was a dark chapter in Cartoon Network history. Yeah, uh, tracking down uh, Underfist, uh, which I assume is what the series was going to be called. Um, it's kind Unterfist. of Unterfist. Yeah, it's it, it it's a bit of a pain in the ass, but um, I think it's worth it. Uh, what's your number seven? Uh, number seven on my list is uh, Arnold's Halloween from uh, Hey Arnold. That wait. It's the War of the Worlds one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because there was a couple of spooky episodes of Arnold's Halloween. Yeah, one of, of, of one of Hey Arnold. There was the one where they sneak onto the island that they think is haunted by the ghost of a gangster who choked to death on chicken bones. There was another yeah, one where they thought one. there was something scary in the basement, but it was just Grandpa taking a shower. But yeah, the the, the War of the Worlds episode is the best. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the one that's specifically a Halloween episode. I think they were all Halloween episodes, just not overtly, but they all aired on yeah, Halloween. But, yeah, but I'm saying this is the one that takes place on Halloween, and it's called Arnold's Halloween. Okay. Well, <laughs> proceeds, sir. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's kind of a parody of uh, you know, the War of the Worlds, like H.G. Wells radio broadcast thing, which I think you know the the urban legend around that is a little bit overblown, but you know. Yeah, in real life, what happened was H.G. Uh, not H.G. Wells, um, Orson Wells was different. Wells was just doing a radio play version of the novel and people who tuned in late thought that it was an actual news broadcast and they caused the panic. Uh, the idea that Orson Wells was deliberately pranking people just is, you know, part of that game of telephone sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have, uh, Arnold and you know, the, the, the kids from the neighborhood uh all dress up well okay so arnold and gerald don't dress up they are playing a prank on all of the people at the boarding house they're basically doing the uh hg the the orson welles thing yeah and then this episode this episode also had that one actor whose whole like thing was doing impressions of orson welles and vincent price (laughs) (laughs) you remember that guy kind of yeah yeah, he, yeah was do- he just played like creepy guys in cartoons in the in that era. Well, in this one, he was doing like the actual newscaster who also thought that the broadcast was real. Yeah. So a bit of a circular function there. Yeah. But uh, all so Arnold and Gerald are doing that. And then uh, they accidentally send the broadcast out to the entire city. And uh, Meanwhile, the kids from the, the kids neighborhood the- are dressed up as aliens, coincidentally. Um, so that creates a whole uh, can of worms. But this one, for me, just among all all of those, like, you know, Nickelodeon, like, 90s Halloween specials, this one just, like, rings most solidly for me, you know? I mean, Hey Arnold was an excellent show in general, and it, I, 
I don't know if we're going to do a uh, Christmas special episode. Probably not. But if we do, uh, I don't think it's much of a spoiler to say. Yeah, that's true. The Hey Arnold Christmas special is fucking heavy, man. I don't think it's much of a spoiler to say that that would probably top the list on both of ours. Yeah. Like, what are you getting for Christmas? Fucking Nam, man. (laughs) Yeah, I mentioned it. Nam flashbacks. That's what I'm getting for Christmas. Yeah, I mentioned uh, how beloved this special was to Dad, and he looked up. It's like, oh, it's got like a nine point three on IMDb. Yeah, I mean that's they weren't fucking around when they made the Arnold Christmas special. Uh yeah, hey Arnold. Uh, good fucking show. Excellent show. All right, so my number seven is the original Frankenweenie. Mmm. Yes. Yeah. Um. All five of you who went to see the uh, feature-length movie in, like, 2016 may remember... It was, like, 2011. Was it really? Yeah, it was It was a while ago. Well, anyways, all five of you who went to see it may remember a Tim Burton animated film by the name of Frankenweenie. What you may not remember... 2012, is, actually. What you may not remember is that it originated as a, like... 22-minute live-action short uh, that was one of the first uh, things Tim Burton ever did, and he produced it for uh, the Disney Network, Yeah, which they uh, aired on uh, on uh, the yearly Halloween broadcast every year. Yeah, uh, Tim Burton made that for Disney, and they promptly got one look at it and fired him. Um, I don't remember if they fired him for that or if they fired him for something else, but... Yeah, I think they they fired him for like wasting company uh, resources. That's, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. He it, was. He, they they took one look at Frank and Weenie as like this guy's a fucking crank. Let's get him out of here. And then you know he did like Beetlejuice and Batman and all these other high yeah, profile. Yeah, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And like, baby, come back. <laughs> Tim can blame it all on me. I was wrong. And they were. And he did. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, the original short follows uh, the same, you know, outline as the feature-length film, just in a much more condensed form. Kid loves dog. Dog gets hit by car. Kid Frankenstein's dog back to life. They have fun. Dog dies again. Town gets together and raises dog. Well, are you with... gonna are you gonna give away the whole plot? I mean, this movie's like almost forty years old, so. Eh. But I mean. Yeah, I. What I like about the film, especially, is that it has this kind of like you know retro fifties in the eighties kind of throwback vibe, which Tim Burton is very good w- at. Yeah, which is which is Tim Burton's whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of his whole wheelhouse. And I I also like that it has a lot of those nods to the original Frankenstein source material, like the the climax of the of the film taking place at a mini in a windmill at a mini golf course in suburbia yeah like a yeah a, a like crowd of people carrying pitchforks and torches chasing the frankenstein dog to a uh, mini golf course windmill uh but yeah the original frankenweenie um i don't know if it's on disney plus i would assume it is maybe it's on youtube uh it for sure was on the like dvd bonuses for the 2012 frankenweenie movie Mm -hmm. but it's around so if you can uh seek it out uh definitely give it a watch yeah it's not hard to track down it's definitely worth your time to check it out and you know it's like 20 maybe 30 minutes top so 
It's it it's it, you, the, you can find much worse ways to spend to kill thirty minutes. Yeah. So number six, what is that for you? For me, number six is gonna be okay. Actually, I th- I did throw a couple of movies on here. Cheater. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? We can cut some of the movies. Yeah, because I didn't include any movies. So. Okay. Well, maybe we can make that another episode. That can we be. We probably part two. should. Yeah. So uh, swap in uh, something else from. Yeah. All right. So. Fuck. There's a lot of movies on here. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I caught a glimpse of your list. Like the top five are all movies. Yeah. I I guess I didn't communicate the idea of the episode particularly well. You sure didn't. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Uh, I guess I could talk about some of the uh, items that I uh, cut that uh, didn't make the top 10. Go for it. All right. So the next one is uh, Doug's Halloween Adventure from uh, Doug. Not Disney's Doug, Nickelodeon's Doug. I don't remember it, so you're going to have to fill me in. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you really watched Doug as a kid, did you? That was was a little early for you. I did, but... I think by the time I started watching it, it had probably already been shifted over to Nick to Disney. Probably, yeah. So yeah, my what memories I have are already hazy by merit of me being so young, and probably little of it has to do anything with the Nickelodeon version. So yeah, um, with the Doug Halloween special, they ended up at a theme park, um. They wanted to go into like this, you know, new uh, haunted attraction kind of thing. Um, They end up, I think, getting in just as the park, like they sneak in just as the park is shutting down. And so hijinks ensue. It involves the bully Roger Klotz. I don't want to give away too much of it. But yeah, they uh, it's 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 another one of those specials that I would recommend specifically for the vibe. I think that's a, a recurring theme that I keep landing on with a lot of these specials is the vibe. You know what I mean? No, oh, yeah, I get it. Uh, kind of like with Scary Godmother. Yeah. You know, uh, really, fuck all happens for most of the runtime. You you just kind of throw it on to vibe too. Yeah. Um, Like I said, uh, this one was cut from my list, so I didn't really have a whole lot to talk about. But uh, yeah, I would, I would recommend giving Doug's Halloween uh, a watch too. So what about you for your next item? Uh, my number six kind of falls in a similar spot. Um, the Disney television movie Halloween Town. Hmm. This is another one that's honestly not a great movie. Uh, yeah, it's a. But it's, it, it, it is good for the vibes. Well, I was gonna say it's a movie, but I, I mean, I guess it was a made-for-TV movie, so. It, it, yeah. Uh, um, I'm talking theatrical movies, which is what your top five was. Yeah. But um. Yeah, a made for Hall- a made for TV movie that only airs around Halloween. I think that's in fair bounds. Yeah. Um, I didn't include the uh, the Tower of Terror movie though, because that movie sucks. It's not very good now. Halloween Town, arguably not very good either, but it does have a very strong autumnal vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, most of the plot. It's, it's in like I don't think I would want to go back and rewatch the Tower of Terror movie, but I'd be willing to go back and rewatch Halloween Town. I would rewatch Tower of Terror just because um, I didn't know at the time that the uh, the girl in that was Kirsten Dunst. Like the little girl? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. 
So it's it's worthy. It, it's worth watching as a curio, if nothing else. I suppose. Halloween Town, though, I think has uh, far more legs than Tower of Terror ever could. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because it wasn't just a shameless promo for uh, the opening of the Tower of Terror at uh, California Adventure. Yeah. Uh, the the plot's really nothing special. Most of it is a fetch quest, you know, for, to, to create the MacGuffin. They need to fetch, like, the sweat of a ghost and the fang of a vampire and something or other to defeat the, the the big bad yeah but i mean you're not there for for a you know riveting story no, you're, you're you're there for straight vibes yeah and 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 this movie is all halloween vibes all the time and i think that's what we're really getting to with uh with a lot of the items on this list i think we're finding that the thing that really propels something to the t- towards the top of this list is in a word vibes yeah we're, we're we're here for the halloween vibes yeah plot um, plot and character and all of that you know artsy bullshit can take a backseat yeah we are ultimately in in terms of like finding a really great halloween special what we are ultimately here for is vibes so that's my uh number six uh what do you have for number five um probably another movie so why don't you just do your number five <laughs> All right, uh, well, my number five is also a movie, but albeit a made-for-TV one. It is The Halloween Tree. Hmm, okay. Yeah, the animated uh, the animated adaptation of Ray Bradbury's uh, classic story. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ray Bradbury actually had a great deal to do with this special, and he considered it the finest adaptation of any of his work. And I believe this one also used to air on Cartoon Network quite frequently back in the day. I think so, because I think they did a physical release of it that was uh, branded with Cartoon Network stuff. That sounds familiar. But it also wasn't particularly uh, late for that kind of stuff. Like, you, you, a lot of those uh, movies that got made and then, uh, you know, just kind of, like, got immediately forgotten and languished for years um, and then got revived on a channel like Cartoon Network. I feel like a lot of, like, some of them were earlier than this, but I think the Halloween tree was only, like, mid late 90s when it was made i think uh possibly even later than that it was like somewhere between like 98 and 2000 yeah somewhere i i want to say it was like 96 93 okay oh okay so earlier than either of us thought yeah but uh, I, yeah. Did, I did find here here it is the uh it is very much branded with cartoon network shit yeah so um yeah, uh, Ray Bradbury, uh, one of my all-time favorite authors, and uh, you know, if I had kids, I would probably like throw this on every Halloween to try and get them hooked early, <laughs> give them the sickness. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't want to get too much into the plot since both the uh, the story. Since and- unlike many of the items on this list, this one has one. Yeah, both the story and the special uh, deserve to be like actually appreciate it firsthand but you know if you give ray bradbury was one of the most halloweeny motherfuckers who ever lived (laughs) to the point there where he did a story called the halloween tree yeah and he gave his uh his uh blessing and seal of approval to this special so if any of that means anything to you probably give this a watch do you have a number four for me uh Let's see. We already skipped your number five. Yeah. 
Well, another one that I could talk about is uh, a, a, a more recent entry on the list is uh, Full Bars from uh, Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers is a series that I wished I liked more than I did. Yeah, I don't I don't watch it a lot, but I have seen a good number of episodes and I I uh I like what I've seen. It's just not something that I watch on the re- like I'm not obsessively watching it on the reg, you know? Like on paper, I like all of the characters, but a lot of It's got the, H. John Benjamin. But a lot of the humor is that sort of like awkward situational humor that I just like uh, whenever shit gets too awkward, I just kind of cringe, and it's like, I understand why it's funny, but it's just not very pleasant for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you like home movies, right? Even that, it's like, I like bits of home movies, hmm. not really home movies in general. Okay. If I'm if I'm going to watch an H. John Benjamin series, I'm going either Archer or Lucy, Daughter of the Devil. I feel like Lucy daughter of the devil is the most of those like, uh, kind of, uh, awkward cringe comedy. No, that would be home movies. Uh, Lucy daughter of the devil. Also another pretty good show. (laughs) I've kind of, uh, got forgot and kind of got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. It got a name drop in Archer where he said it was, uh, where that was his preparation for going to the Vatican. And he said that it was a wholly underrated. (laughs) But, um, yeah, full bars, uh, home movies. It's, again, excellent vibes in that episode. Uh, they're going trick-or-treating. They decide, uh, you know, nuts to this. We're going to the rich people neighborhood. Um, if I remember correctly, they get they almost get stranded on, like, uh, the island, like the rich people island, because they're, you know, obviously they live on, like, a separate island. But, uh Yeah. Isn't the only island in San Francisco Bay Alcatraz? Well, I don't think that they specifically live in San Francisco. They just like I'm live in one of those. I'm 90% sure that they do. I think they just live in one of those kind of uh, amalgamated sort of, uh, you know, anywhere city. Oh, like San Francisco. Yeah. Big Hero 6. Or like, it's it's kind of the same setup with like, uh, Hey Arnold, you know, where it's like, it's clearly New York, but not necessarily. Pretty sure Hey Arnold takes place in either brooklyn or the bronx yeah but it's never said that it's just strongly implied so do you have anything else about uh the bob's burger halloween no just throwing it out there it's it's another uh excellent vibe pick i'm just kind of pulling stuff out of the ether now you know until until i do have uh i do have a a decided uh top two though so you know what you could have pulled out of the ether uh Something that I haven't watched, but you definitely have, and which would fit the vibe, is Over the Garden Wall. Mm, yes, I should have included that on the list. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, even, oh, no, I'm a moron. <laughs> I ain't even watched it. I know that's Halloween as fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe make that your, t- your number three. But in the meantime, my number four is... I'm wondering if I should even include this since it's kind of a cheat, but Treehouse of Horror... Mm. This one was also on my list, but uh, any specific one? Uh, Jesus. Um, Whatever one it was that had the shinning. I believe that was five. Yeah, five was probably when Treehouse of Horror peaked. I see, But honestly, there's so many great uh, Treehouse of Horror shorts that even narrowing it down is... 
See, a fi- fucking chore. Yeah, five was a great one. Personally, like I, I thought about this uh, because, like I said, I, I had Treehouse of Horror on my list as well. But um, I thought about it, and I, I personally, I picked six as my favorite. Uh, what, what were the vignettes from six? Uh, that one was like uh, Homer cubed or Homer three. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one also had uh, let's see, what was on that one? Oh, that was the the one with the uh the the the, the like the the, the advertise the advertisements the yeah, yeah the advertisements come to life, um, and Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. That was a, yeah okay. That was another great episode. Uh, uh, remind me, what were the other segments in five along with the shinning? Uh, five. You, you can look that up. Yeah, I can look that up real quick. Uh, yeah, we have the shinning. We have uh, time night- and punishment. That was great. And yeah, nightmare was- cafeteria. Time and punishment was excellent. <laughs> if don't you ever touch go- anything. If you ever go back in time, don't touch anything. <laughs> Remember what your father told you on your wedding night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 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 hey, I'm bad at this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace is one of my favorites, but I think uh, Treehouse of Horror 5 had, like, the best slate overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... F- it was also the episode with the gas that turns you inside out. Mm, yeah. Be- because the, they the wake end. up from the Nightmare Cafeteria. It's like, oh, honey, there's nothing to be worried about except for that fog that turns you inside out. Four was a good. Four was also an excellent one, though, too. But yeah, this is why I just included uh, Treehouse of Horror conceptually, yeah. because there's just so many. Like we 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 could do like a top twenty on just our favorite sketches from uh, Treehouse of Horror over the last what thirty years. Thereabouts, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we honestly could. Uh, I I had Treehouse of Horror as my number three pick, um, and I um, d- I. Like I said, I picked number six as ultimately the one that I settled on as my favorite, but it was kind of a toss-up, and it could really be any number of like at least th- at least five different years were great. Yeah, even- like I I just looked up the the selection from uh Trias Vor number four, which is the Devil and Homer Simpson classic. Yep. Um, tear at five and a half feet, which is you know the the gremlin on the school bus. I remember Bart Simpson's Dracula. That one was yeah fucking good. That yeah. Uh, just great stuff and i also picked um even during uh the simpsons lean years when the show was kind of floundering it's like everyone tuned in every like november 5th yeah for some reason <laughs> to watch treehouse for <laughs> i think now no for the past several years they have been putting them on before halloween for the first time yeah but for a long time it was always like first friday of november or whatever yeah but um, and it always coincided with a baseball game. So if you were trying to record it, you were usually fucked. But I also went uh for the first um pre Treehouse of Horror, the first Simpsons Halloween special. Well, the thing is, like they did the first Halloween special, and then after that, didn't they just call it like Treehouse of Horror Part Two? Um, because the first special was all of them sitting in the treehouse and scaring, sharing, uh, scary stories. Yeah. I think it's like a Fright Night, Halloween Horror Night sort of dealie. Hmm. Okay. So they just retroactively renumbered them. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, what number was that for you? That was four. Okay. 
so you're you're uh, what what what? So now my my ret- my retroactive number four is uh, over the garden wall. No, you already gave your number four. You're on number three. Whatever. Who fucking cares about the numbers anymore? <laughs> We're talking about over the garden wall. <laughs> yeah, your number three is over the garden wall. Sure, whatever. Uh, which, as I mentioned, I still have not seen. Yeah. I should probably, like, when I get home, I should probably, like, see if uh, there is a screening coming up. Because it is a Cartoon Network original, I'm pretty sure. It's on Hulu. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that because I haven't signed into Hulu in, like, a year. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Um, the entire it's it's a ten ish it's a ten part mini series. They're you know the eleven eleven minute episodes. So the entire series is roughly like feature length. Yeah, it's it's it's. I said uh, roughly. Yeah, it's ru- <laughs> don't, it, don't be doing the mental arithmetic over here. It, it's more like uh, how you can watch uh, Fully Cooly in one afternoon. Yeah. Exactly. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's the arithmetic I was trying to do. Yeah. It's roughly five episodes of Fooly Cooly, if that helps you. Yeah, it it does actually. Okay. So yeah, it's it's ten uh short episodes. Um again, just talking about vibes, excellent vibes, and also like I mean the story it, it gets is really scary. Yeah, I mean the it's it's a real the, by the end, like the story gets really fucking dark, so I mean it's never particularly cheery, but it gets pretty fucking dark by the end. I mean, there are people on Tumblr who make cheery gifs of, like, the great pumpkin and all the pumpkins dancing around and all that. I assume it's grimmer in context. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The, I, I, th- I thought you were talking about the great pumpkin from uh, Charlie Brown. No, no. Okay, I, yeah. <laughs> I just call him the great pumpkin because he's, like, a 12-foot-tall pumpkin man. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's got great uh seasonal vibes and it's got a it's got an interesting and compelling story um the characters are kind of grating at first but they grow on you eventually um it's got uh christopher lloyd it's got christopher lloyd love that guy yeah um and he's got he's actually got a pretty like pretty sympathetic character is yeah i mean some of the series has already been spoiled for me i won't spoil it here but yeah i do kind of feel for that guy yeah just known as the woodsman yeah but um yeah it's it's i'm frankly i'm still shocked that that series got made at all it was just like this intensely creator driven like vision this had to be a passion project that someone yeah that someone was slaving away on for years no yeah the the creator of this show was working on this shit for years and just eventually cartoon network just gave him the green light to you know to do this and so like that that's what i was kind of marveling at i was just like i was honestly kind of fucking flabbergasted that cartoon network greenlit this thing yeah because it's and then uh, i mean when we when you're when it when it debuted it uh it aired uh i believe like one episode a night in the days leading up to halloween or something like that I mean, when you're in animation, uh, probably the first skill you need to learn is patience. Yeah. I mean, it took fucking Hotel Transylvania 10 years to get made. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, like I, like I said, I don't, I, I still kind of marvel at the fact that this show even got made in the first place, but I'm very glad that it did. Yeah. So and, uh, there's, there's not a whole lot that I can talk about that wouldn't be spoiler, you know, related, but. 
Yeah, there's there's one area. Also, great fucking music for this for this spirit uh, series. Is that all you had? Yeah, just throwing it out there. All right. So my number three is uh, it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. This mm-hmm. is, if not the first, one of the first Halloween specials I ever watched. Um, Mom, as you recall, was a big uh, Peanuts fan mm-hmm. from day one. So uh, uh, we had all the DVDs. We had like little figurines of Snoopy as like different spooky Halloween characters. Yep. So this th- this was always a uh, a consistent feature in our uh, in our upbringing. Yeah, and I mean. As far as Halloween specials go, I think this is kind of like the the original. Probably, I can't think of one that predates it. I think it was actually the first Peanuts special, even before. It, yeah, it, it predated a Charlie Christmas Brown Christmas. Yeah, this was before a Charlie Brown Christmas. So yeah, if you like the Charlie Brown Christmas special, uh, you have the Great Pumpkin to thank for that. Well, I don't. That was your Halloween I present. I don't think that anybody has who has seen uh, any pe- anything Peanuts related has not seen the Great Pumpkin. So. There's probably some fucking weirdo out there who uh, loves the Peanuts Christmas special but thinks that Halloween is satanic. Granted, they wouldn't be listening to our podcast, but... Yeah, and also I don't think any of those people like lasted past the satanic panic of the midnight. Uh, like they, they Oh, they flamed... still exist, especially here in Florida. I thought most of them flamed out in like 1995 <laughs> or something. No. Yeah. Well, anyway, the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is, I think, probably... Like, if I was thinking, you, you if I was vibes. thinking about a uh, Halloween special, like the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is honestly like the, the archetype, the prototype, the 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 alpha and the omega of the Halloween special. Yeah, you want vibes? This is the genesis of all Halloween vibes, pretty much. Yeah. Um. This this for me is you know every year must watch, uh, at least yeah. once, at least once. Yeah, easily, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I included this one on my list. This was actually my number one. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. I had uh, specifically for that reason, because it's just like, I don't think you can really make a Halloween special that tops it. Okay. Well, I had a different number one, but I assume it's probably pretty high up on your list too. So we'll get to it. Yeah. I feel like our, uh, was this your number three or number this two? This is my number three. Okay. Um, um, I guess I can say my number two right now. Uh, yeah. It, it was Grinch night. Grinch night. Okay, yeah, yeah, we are. We already covered. We already that. talked about it though, and so my number two and your number one, I think, are going to be the same thing. It's a Disney Halloween. Yes, specifically the nineteen eighty three version. Yeah. Well, it it would have been nineteen eighty four, right? No, I looked it up earlier. Oh, wait, 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 yeah. The so basically there were two previous Disney Halloween specials: uh, Disney's Greatest Villains and Disney Halloween Treat. Yeah. And then a Disney Halloween was the combination of the two. Exactly. Yes. With uh, with intro, new intro by Michael Eisner. <laughs> yeah, the, the the true horror. <laughs> um, it was. I mean, ho- he gets a bad rap, but he basically saved that company. You know. Yeah, he basically saved it, and then he uh, almost immediately drove it back into the ground again. Yeah, but so call that new, a lateral move <laughs> in a new and interesting way, <laughs> I suppose. But yeah. Uh, Disney Halloween, uh, hosted by the, uh, the, well, hosted by a man wearing grease paint, pretending that he's the magic mirror from Snow White. Is... The effect is not great. Oh, I thought you were talking about the pumpkin. No, no, that was the original version. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. It, it, 
the version we had was the magic mirror. Yeah. Well, no, he was only in the second part of it. No, he was in all of it. No, he wasn't because it was original. It was originally narrated by like the guy with like the really deep voice, you know. Yeah, that wasn't the mirror. No, it wasn't. What are you saying? There were two narrators. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The first half had one narrator. The second half had a different narrator. No, no, he the the magic mirror was narrating alongside of the pumpkin with the deep voice. They just cut out the footage of the like physical pumpkin puppet. It made no okay. sense, but they did it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we yeah we still have our original uh VHS tape that I need to digitize uh when I get back to the spot, but suppose once we do that we can settle this argument. But yeah, basically Disney Halloween. Um, it starts out with uh, a series of vignettes of different collected spooky shorts. Well, spooky shorts and uh, selections from theatrical releases. Yeah, uh, Fantasia. Yeah, the night, uh, of, the night on Bald Mountain sequence. Yeah, we've got. Um, I think they even still had the tits in this version. No, they didn't. They didn't include the tits. They didn't include the tits. No, there were no tits. Uh, no tits. No, no tits. Uh, so yeah, we had the night on Bald Mountain sequence from Fantasia. We had the old mill. Uh, we uh, had Donald Duck and the gorilla. Yeah. Got uh, 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 one of my acquaintances uh, online. Uh, he was trying to remember this like cartoon of Donald Duck being chased by a gorilla. It's like, I remember. <laughs> yeah, we had. Turns that. out he also grew up watching uh, this this same Halloween special. So. Oh really? Yeah, uh, yeah. This uh, this uh, fellow I know up in Canada. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it yeah it's kind of weird because it seems like a lot of people don't really remember this at all but um I years and years ago I was posting on a music forum and uh I got um sent a link for a uh Mark McGuire tape Mark McGuire with a U not a W not the baseball player <laughs> um <laughs> and uh it had samples included it was uh, a an, an, uh, an album called the old an old hags cackle part 2 and I was listening to it and I heard these samples in this in this album and I was just like Holy shit. It's a Disney Halloween. Yeah, I know that specific tape uh you uh you are sp- of which you speak. Yeah. Uh um, I eventually got a copy limited to fifty copies. Yeah. It's incredibly hard to find. I couldn't even find a digital copy when I went looking for it. Yeah. Which is a shame because it really needs to be in every like spooky Disney fans library. Oh yeah. I mean, even if you even if you weren't uh, already a fan of a Disney Halloween, this thing fucking rolls. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great album. <laughs> uh but yeah, Disney Halloween um it's I I I said uh The Great Pumpkin was the first uh Halloween special I watched, but honestly, it could be either this or Disney Halloween. And the tape that uh, dad recorded off of like local San Diego TV also included Frank and Weenie on mm-hmm. it, like back to back. So and D- uh, there was another tape that also had DTV monster hits, which is another whole thing. I that, don't, I don't know if that tape still exists. Uh, it's, it's floating around. It's floating around. But if, even if it's not, uh, I think DTV monster hits is on uh, YouTube, probably in shit quality, but it's there. 
I mean, ours would be an equally shit quality because we recorded it on a VCR in like the early 90s. Yeah, you know, but so it goes. But yeah, we actually watched our old uh, Disney Halloween tape until it started to degrade. As as tapes are wont to do. Which is why now it's like preserved. Uh, and like the last time it's going to be played is when I finally digitize it. Yeah. After which it will probably be taken out back, placed in a canoe and set adrift. And then we will shoot an arrow <laughs> at the canoe to set it ablaze and give it a proper send off. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, nowadays uh, Disney Halloween Treat sans the uh, Michael Eisner intro is available on YouTube, so you can watch it anytime you want, and I highly recommend it. Uh, yeah, I. It's if you basically wanna... everything that is good and spoopy about Disney. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about fucking vibes, I don't know if I can talk Just about all vibes all the time. Yeah, this this for me is like. I've been watch I've been watching this Halloween special every for every year for since you were four. Before that, this was I I've been watch I was watching this before I can remember. This was a this has been a probably my oldest Halloween ritual, which means it's been around since before I was born. Yeah, there's a four year gap between the two of us. Yeah. No, yeah. This is uh, this is a serious this is serious ritual stuff. Yeah. So. Disney Halloween, uh, it's it it used to be hard to find, not so not so much anymore thanks to the internet. So yeah. definitely seek it out if you have, what is it like a uh, ninety minutes? Yeah, it's about ninety minutes. If you want if you want the full version, it's about ninety minutes. So seek it out if you have an hour and a half to kill this Halloween season. In the meantime, you know what? J- yeah, just find this, put it on, carve a fucking pumpkin. You know, just drink drink some hot cider. Yeah, drink some hot cider. Get real fucking spoopy. Re- real fucking Halloween hours. Yeah. In the meantime, though, my name is Ness. David. And this has been another Splatterpunk's Splattercast. Thank you for listening, and happy Halloween. <laughs>